So what do you do? What? I said, what do you do? I, I don't know. You don't know what you do? No. Oh, come on. You're very tense. Coffee. Too much coffee. Okay, you should take off those pants now. I'll work the hamstring. Oh, the hamstring's fine. But you wrote that it was tender. I wrote. I wrote. I'll check it out. Well, I don't want to be a secondary character. So, Stephen, have you ever seen a famous person in a donut shop eating a donut? I have. Yeah, who? Uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio? Isn't he dead? No. Oh. Uh, someone was just weekend to burning his, Bernie's him. <laughs> right. Eating a donut. I thought you were going to say he's alive in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. You might also know it as Bidwabask or B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, whatever the hell you want to call it. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And each week we get an episode of the greatest sitcom of all time, Seinfeld, and we talk about the secondary characters of that show, whether they are really major or really minor, who cares? We talk about them. And uh, this week, Stephen, we're doing the season three premiere, The Note. That's right. A uh, really good episode. Oh, I loved it, eh? Classic for many reasons. Yes. Probably uh, George is the most, at his most insecure so far. Absolutely. He does question his sexuality quite a number of times in the series, and this is one of many examples of him doing it. Definitely. Uh, yeah, great episode. Loved it. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, me too. It was so great. I loved it. I loved it. Indeed. You, you can follow us on social media if you want at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Email us if you want, bidwabasspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Stephen, we're on Patreon, yeah? Yep. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash B-O-D-W-B-A-S-C and check out all the tiers and what you can get for your dollars per month. Uh, you can also check us out on Reddit. Uh, I don't think that is that would you call Reddit social media yeah it is technically yeah. It, is a, mm. it is a social media platform you yeah. do become social and you can go on your rants and that's, stuff that's yeah. true it's always rant, Ooh, rants uh, Ooh, anonymous rants. rants anonymous rants sign me up yes that's right and we uh, have a website but it is currently under construction we say that week week after week but uh, it will eventually be back uh, up online yeah when I get my arse into gear and actually do something about it uh, whenever man you yeah. figure it out I don't think many people go to it so that's all good probably not uh, yeah so check it out and if you want to check out all the previous episodes of the podcast you can uh, subscribe you can review us you can rate us uh, and if you want to spread the word that would be amazing it really helps us out absolutely it sure would now Stephen what is on the news desk this week uh, well why don't we do Seinfeldisms first oh oh, Seinfeldisms yes of course what have we got buddy uh, I've got one so my friend uh, her name is Nakia she listens to this podcast semi-regularly mm-hmm. uh, she lives in Sydney and uh, through the date uh, through the week she messaged me and said that she went on a date with a guy whose last name is Steinfeld Steinfeld beautiful yeah, yeah. is it Haley's uh Haley's uncle, you know Haley Steinfeld, the pop singer from oh, the US. Oh right, no, yeah, no, no, no wasn't no. wasn't her relative. Maybe, maybe some distant relation, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> uh, and funnily enough, she described him as funny, and he's also Jewish. Okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought that was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, and she she messaged me specifically to tell me that, uh, not not for the purposes of purposes of Seinfeldisms, but just to tell me that because she thought I'd get a kick out of it and I do. And how did it all go? Are they still seeing each other or? Uh, actually, I messaged her today because yeah. I wanted a bit of an update before we recorded. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, yep. and their first date went really well. They got along. They talked for hours. They had a bit of a make out at the end of the oh. the, the, um, the the date. Oh. And she had to go up to Brisbane for work, I think. Yeah. And uh, she, she's been, she's still in Brisbane as of today uh, when we were recording and uh, apparently his message game is not that good. He's taken a couple of days to reply. Oh, that's one of Elaine's um, hang-ups as well. Yeah. Just like how many days are you supposed to call him? Yeah. You know, some people say call him the next day, others say a week. Yeah. Let I, I don't think it. he's playing games. I just don't think. He's either a bad messenger or... Ma- messenger? Messenger? Yeah. Messenger, yeah. <laughs> uh, or he's just not keen. <laughs> or he eats his peas one at a time and Nikia was sick of it. She's yeah. like, nah, that's bullshit. Something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> one she's, of those things. Yeah, she's yeah. not She's not totally off him, but uh, the less he messages, the less keen she is. Ah, well, well good luck to Nakia and uh, and Mr. Steinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. See how it goes. Indeed. Good, man. Uh, do you have any Seinfeldisms? Nah, none. None. All right, well, let's get into Seinfeld news. 
quite a few to get through this week. So, oh, how many? Uh, five. Oh, yeah. One of them's pretty big. So, the biggest news of the week, the next season of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee was announced. Mm, that's right. I think Ricky Gervais, Eddie Murphy, and yeah, who so else? I'll go through the guest list yeah. uh, in a sec. So, it premieres on July 19. Uh, on Netflix, uh, and it features episodes with Jamie Foxx, Seth Rogen, Eddie Murphy, Ricky Gervais, uh, Matthew Broderick, Sebastian Maniscalco. Okay, yeah. Martin yep. Short, Maria Joyner, Melissa Villasenor, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Everett and Barry Marder. Oh. So some pretty uh, heavy hitters in that one. Very good, yeah. And that'll be exciting. And that's on Netflix, I think. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, as I said. So, yeah, that premiere is July 19, and uh, they also have all of the previous seasons on there as well. I think this is season 11? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, still going strong. Uh, the next bit of news, uh, you actually uh, uh, let me know about this. So, mm-hmm. Dak Shepard, who's an actor, he has his own podcast, and he usually talks to celebrities just about their life, and it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the Mark Maron podcast. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Where he just right, does yeah. like a deep dive on people's lives and what makes them tick and, you know, the histories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an interview through the week with uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, that's right. And it was really good too. It was really incredible. I mean, uh, I guess adding on to that as well, she talked mostly about her... Well, it was interesting because she spoke about her childhood and growing up. She grew up in Sri Lanka for a couple of years as well. I think so, yeah. Which is interesting because her father travelled and uh, her, her yeah. mum and dad divorced when she was young and uh, she her, her mother remarried uh, to her stepfather. And uh, yeah, it was a really interesting conversation. She spoke, yeah, mostly about her experiences on Saturday Night Live. They did touch on Seinfeld a little bit, but they talked mostly about Veep. Um, I like <laughs> the, the probably one of the best parts of the um, episode. I'm probably sure you remember, Steve, but... um. It's when uh, Julie Louis was saying that, you know, I won the Emmy for Veep the night before and then I got diagnosed with cancer the next morning and I just howled with laughter, yep. you know, quote unquote. It's just like, it's just the dichotomy of the whole thing, yeah. you know, going from a huge high to a massive low. Yep. And yeah, she talked about her breast cancer experience as well. And uh, yeah, it was really enlightening. And uh, Dax was really in love with JLD. He yeah. said he said that JLD is like his favorite female comedian of all time and Will Ferrell's his favorite male comedian of all time. I do remember that. They're like his king and queen. So yep. uh, yeah, really no, cool. yeah. It's always good to uh, to listen to interviews where the interviewer is not only a good interviewer but is a genuine fan. You yeah, he was very enamoured with her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 without being sort of creepy or no, weird. No, no, no. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, definitely. And I think we all share that. I mean, JLD has this sort of. I don't know. I think all of her fans have kind of a crush on her in a way. Oh, I certainly do. I, I love. I love her. Yeah, she's mad. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, she's uh, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the third bit of news is um, I've talked a bit about this in the past, but uh, some more details about how Sony, who distribute uh, Seinfeld worldwide. Um, have come out about how they're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld, which happens on July 5. That's right. And by the time that happens, this episode will be released. So, uh, yeah, I guess we should acknowledge the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld. It's yeah. quite quite important. That's when uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles first aired. That's right. So uh, go back and listen to our episode. It's called Good News, Bad News. Jeez, uh, I think it was like in the 50s or 60s episodes, I think. Yeah, just a while back. back. Yeah, it was a while back. Just search, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. Uh, So I've already mentioned um, the game between the Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies that's happening in New York, um, and that will be a Seinfeld night with uh, Jerry coming out and pitching the first pitch. Um, there'll be some uh, Seinfeld merchandise that will be given out to all the punters um, and a few other things. Uh, oh, Keith and Anders will also be there. Yeah, that's well, right. They're going to reunite. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Uh, but some more details have come out uh, about what they're doing. So they partnered with Junior Mints and Drake's Coffee Cakes. Um, and those brands are releasing some special edition products around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- I'm sure they'll be pretty hot amongst sort of Seinfeld fans and collectors. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, the MTA, which is the um, the New York Public Transport System, they'll be issuing Seinfeld branded Metro cards, like oh, travel cards, cool. which is pretty cool. Really cool. Um, and there'll also be a bunch of Seinfeld themed food trucks um, making appearances throughout New York during uh, the month. Nice. Beefarino. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's a company called Magnolia Bakery. I don't know if they're just a singular bakery or if they make cookies or I, I didn't really do that much research on them specifically, but they'll be offering their first ever black and white cookie. Excellent. Look to the cookie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few other things, but uh, there's an article which we'll link in the show notes so you can check out all the particulars. But um, the article sort of goes into detail about what the packaging will look like and all of the other merchandise. So just didn't want to go through in detail here because, uh, yeah, time is of the essence. I wonder if there's anything going to be done in Australia about Seinfeld. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Nothing official. Nah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some sort of... 
uh, you know, like fan-based celebrations, maybe. Mm. I don't yeah. know, somewhere, in some way. But fair, fair call. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any. Um, it'll all be in New York and LA, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth bit of news and the second last bit of news, um, there's an upcoming MCU film called The Eternals, which is about a bunch of ancient uh, super-powered beings. Um, and it's in production stages. I don't think they've uh, started filming. They're halfway through sort of casting at the moment. And uh, as a lot of films um, these days, it has a like a working name, sort of like a code name, um, just to sort of, you know, keep fans at bay and sort of, you know, so they can operate a bit more secretive. Uh, secretively, and that working name is Sack Lunch, oh, which yeah. is the name <laughs> of one of the fake movies <laughs> That's in, the, right. in the universe. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And it follows a trend that the MCU um, have been doing the last couple of years. And I, I'm surprised I haven't come across this or talked about it in Seinfeld news. Um, but the the two sign uh, the two uh, sorry Spider Man films that have come out of the MCU, so Spider Man Homecoming. Its uh, working name was called Summer of George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the forthcoming Spider-Man film, which comes out in a couple of weeks, um, or will probably be out now by the time you listen to this, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, is actually called, um, or has been called The Fall From George. Yeah. So, The Summer of George and The Fall From George. The Fall From George, nice. Fall From George isn't a specific reference, but obviously it's sort of the... The, 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 the follow-up to um, Summer of George. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. So. Oh, also, you did mention, I think, last year that um, the Spider-Man video game that came out had a reference to the Nexus of the Universe, yeah. first and first. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a so. bit of crossover between uh, superheroes and Seinfeld. Yeah, clearly with the New York connection as well. Yeah, it that's all makes true. sense. Yeah, and I mean, Seinfeld is a, is a massive fan of Superman, so I'm sure that's related in some way. Mm, yeah. Uh, so the fifth bit of news, and this is something I actually watched today, a charitable, uh, sorry, a non-profit organization in the U.S., they're a left-winning sort of Democrat-supporting organization called LawWorks. They streamed uh, a one-off um, stage show that was actually on last night in America, um, being the end of June. It was called The Investigation, A Search for Truth in 10X. And what it was, and you can actually go to Facebook Live and watch it now, um, even though I missed the live stream by about three hours, it's still floating around. Ah, oh, boy. And uh, it was a stage show adaptation of uh, the Mueller report that details Trump's um, events that demonstrate that he clearly obstructed justice Mm -hmm. and there's about 20 actors and they all play different characters that are detailed in the reports of different politicians and you know uh people that were sort of involved in the whole thing um and they they literally just read line for line the report but it's acted out in a dramatic way and it's not like a full production stage show with sets and 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 direction and stuff Mm, yeah they're just sitting at different desks and it's (laughs) it's almost like a table read live on stage of the Mueller report yeah yeah and they just go through each of the 10 uh documented parts of that that whole part of the report um it's really cool it it has uh appearances from um john lithgow Alyssa milano um kyra sedgwick sigourney weaver um and most importantly jason alexander and julia louis dreyfus very good yeah so they all play a part it's really cool um just go to facebook live it's probably on youtube as well by now and just type in law works the investigation and uh, you should be able to find it it goes for about an hour and a half and i watched it today at work it's really good oh really good I'll really cool yeah i mean you know the report i started reading the report or I just sort of glimpse through it and it's you know it's 400 something pages it's mm. very dry it's yeah. very boring you need actors to really convey it yeah um, <laughs> yeah and the point of the report was to sort of you know shine a light on something because apparently only 3% of Americans have read the report which mm-hmm. is pretty astounding considering how important it is for yeah. modern political history mm-hmm. and I guess the idea was to bring it to life to sort of you know uh, shine a bit of a light on it and and you know, show clearly what what he's done, and you know the fact that he should be fucked off forever. Oh well, that's an that's an opinion for another day. Well, this is yeah, <laughs> this is objective fact. Objective fact, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about some secondary characters right after this uh, from the note, the season three premiere. Uh, we're going to talk about the masseuse Raymond, uh, also the physical therapist Juliana, and also the dentist Roy. So a few medical practitioners in this episode, and I've got a bit of info on Joe DiMaggio, Jolton Joe DiMaggio aka the Yankee Clipper. Stephen, who do you have notes on? Uh, those those characters, no more. All right, awesome. We'll be back. Hey, folks, we've been doing this podcast for over two years now, and uh, you probably don't know, but we're on Patreon. That's right. If you head to our Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you can check out all the different tiers we have. That's right. And uh, as well as our general tiers, we actually have special tiers for potential show sponsors and content creators. So if you want to share your goods or services or anything awesome you're doing, there's special tiers just for you. That's right. And uh, if you wanted to support us, you can chuck in a dollar a month to the Human Fund, Money for People, i.e. us, and uh, that will 
continue helping us do what we do, which is talk about the secondary characters from Seinfeld each week. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so if you are a supporter, thank you. And if you've thought about it, thank you. And uh, if you want to support us, thank you. Yes, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Happy podcasting. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 1, The Note, and as I do every week and what I've done for the last hundred odd times, I'm going to read you out a synopsis of the episode. For those who may not have watched the episode, you know, previously, or to have a bit of a refresher, here it is. First aired in the US, September 18, 1991. This one was directed by Tom Sharonez and written by Larry David. Jerry, George and Elaine get a free physical therapy massage by getting a note from Jerry's dentist named Roy, he's played by Ralph Brunau, uh, to present to the insurance company. During his massage, Jerry makes his therapist, Juliana, played by Terry Hanauer, frightened by talking about a small boy who was kidnapped in Pennsylvania, suggesting that he could also be a deranged kidnapper, and then asking questions about the therapist's own son. So, who looks after him during the day? (laughs) (laughs) She has references. I'm sure they're impeccable. I'm sure they're impeccable. George becomes very uncomfortable when he's assigned a man as his therapist named Raymond, fearing the massage might turn into a homosexual experience. (laughs) He tells Jerry that he felt the beginnings of an erection during the massage with the famous line, I think it moved. The two of them discuss whether or not this means George is homosexual, with Jerry arguing against this. Kramer claims he saw Joe DiMaggio in Dinky Donuts, but the others don't believe him. According to Kramer, DiMaggio was a very focused eater, the same way he used to play. To prove his point, he made noises, (laughs) such as banging the table and yelping, Oh! Yeah, I love that weird yelping sound he makes. How good is it at the end of the episode where they're in the Monk's Cafe? Did you notice a JLD broke character? You know when Kramer starts whacking the table and yelping? Yeah. You see JLD hide behind Jerry? Oh, and she's really? like out of character and trying not to laugh. I didn't notice yeah, that. It's like a couple of seconds. Okay. Ah, oh, so funny. Hmm. Like, because JLD was known for, you know, laughing so much and they had to do so many takes. I could imagine in that scene, it was probably the best one they had. Yeah. They had like 30 takes. JLD just couldn't stop laughing the entire time. And like, God, okay, this one will do. This will do. We this all need to do. go home. Yeah. We're it's... paying the crew over time. We can't <laughs> yeah. afford this. We've gone over budget. Yeah. JLD's, you know, yep. <laughs> taking us over till 7 p.m. I mean, you could, you could sort of <laughs> say that maybe Elaine was just laughing at Kramer because he was being kind of weird. You know, you could almost like put it up to that. Oh, uh, almost. Yeah. No, if, 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 you wanna, you could, if you want to yeah. like put it in, if you want to put it in the episode as like Elaine, you could be like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably laugh at that if this wacky dude across from me for, was yelping at a famous baseball player. I'd <laughs> yeah. probably crack up laughing too. You probably would too, but just the way she did it, yeah. you can tell it wasn't Elaine. It was JLD. Yeah. Like she just dropped character for just those two seconds. Yeah. It was good. Um, uh, Roy comes under investigation for passing around fake notes. In his office, George's insecurity over his sexuality resurfaces when Roy asks for his opinion of Evander Holyfield. <laughs> How would I know? How would I know? He's good, huh? You like him? <laughs> Since he prefers a physical therapist over just a masseuse, Jerry tries to see the physical therapist once more, but she refuses because she's afraid he'll kidnap her son. Run, Billy. Go in the office and close the door. So over the top. Call the police. And Jerry's like, the police. <laughs> I like how nonchalant Jerry is about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. He just puts his hands up. And he's yeah. like, oh, whatever. He just knows it's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> yes. While eating in Monks, Jerry, George, Elaine and Kramer all see Joe DiMaggio dunking his donuts. Kramer once again bangs the table and yelps to demonstrate uh, DiMaggio's unbreakable concentration. Other secondaries in the episode include, well, as I mentioned, Raymond, who is played by Jeff Lester, who we'll be talking about. Uh, Liz Georges plays Pam, Roy's receptionist. Uh, Flo DeRay plays the physical therapy receptionist, unnamed. Uh, Dale Rao plays the dental patient who's under when uh, Jerry, George and Roy are talking in the office and uh, Joshua Liebling plays young Billy who runs to the office Now trivia, Stephen, what have you got, man? Uh, So this was the first episode to use the, I guess, the more common uh, modern Seinfeld logo Yeah, that's right, yes Yeah, so it was a different logo for season one and two Mm, that's right. And also, in addition to that as well, it was the only episode um, with a different version of the theme song since the pilot episode. Yeah, so female backup singers are heard um, sort of scatting over the theme. Mm. 
Yeah, the singers were added by composer Jonathan Wolfe at Jerry's request, and apparently they uh, already put the song into three episodes ready to go, but after this episode aired, NBC caught wind of it because they forgot to mention it to NBC, and they were like, no, we don't like it. Yeah. So they had to redo the other two episodes. It's fucked. It's, it's so bad. It's no good, it's is it? It's just rubbish. I was Because we have had Jonathan Wolfe comment on um, our Instagram before. Yep. Jonathan, if you listen to this podcast, what made you guys decide to get their scat singers yeah I mean I think it, yeah totally detached from the whole theme I reckon and it I'm just, really glad it was only one episode yeah I mean it's yeah. a it's a it's an interesting little tidbit um, mm. but yeah I'm glad they didn't decide to keep it in there because it's fucking horrible yeah well apparently yeah NBC and Castle Rock didn't like the change yeah so they thought put it back please good move yeah. Castle Rock and NBC very good move yeah it's so 90s isn't it yeah so like, hey it's, it's just regardless of when it's from it's just fucking shit yeah yeah oh well Jonathan what were you thinking mate yeah <laughs> uh, Joshua Liebling who plays Billy as you mentioned before is actually Jerry Seinfeld's real life nephew he is and I, like he had no lines but you can tell he had a good time you can see like the big smile on his face He's on TV. I think he really enjoyed it. He was only in it for like five seconds. Yeah. But still, I think he, he had a good time. I can imagine a situation maybe where they cast a kid, but he was sick or something. So mm. they just got his nephew. They're like, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> Joshua, do you want to come and do something for Uncle yeah, Jerry? Exactly. Okay. Did you notice as well? I, I noticed this as well. I'm, I'm, I'm probably being facetious, but uh, when um, Joshua enters the room, you can see him like with a huge beaming smile like Jerry, mm. obviously because they're related. Yep. He's probably like, oh, my uncle's there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah It'd be know. like if, you know, yeah. I, I remember I used to get a kick out of going to work with my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on school holidays and stuff, if mum had the shits with me, she'd be like, go to work with your father. I need a fucking break from you. <laughs> she didn't say it. But and that's... she still says that now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> go to work with your father. Go move to another city. <laughs> go move 2,000 kilometers away to Melbourne. I've yeah. got the shits with you. Yeah. Fuck off. Sounds like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can imagine, you know, Joshua going to, to work for a day or two with uh, Uncle Jerry would have been pretty fun. Yeah, indeed. Um, and this episode, can you believe it, Stephen? It marks the first time that Kramer enters the diner. Yeah. The first time. Yeah, it's there weird. go. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think we've commented when we've done season one and two episodes. Season one especially is a bit more of a recluse. Because yeah. I think they mentioned, I can't remember which episode, but where Jerry says you haven't left the apartment complex in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's Might actually right. be in Good News, Bad News. Yeah, I think it might have been Good when News, When Kramer comes in and he's talking about uh, the, the, the woman coming from Buffalo that's or right. Boston. Yeah, I think one of those ones. Yeah. Do you have anything to eat? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it sort of ties into his storyline is like starting to actually venture out and interact with human society. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, any other trivia? Uh, no, that is all I've got, actually. Okay, i got a couple more. So the character Roy, uh, he was originally named, named Lloyd in the script. And uh, in the end credits, he's still listed as Lloyd. Two big mistakes, those stupid... <laughs> And Lloyd. <laughs> that was good. Oh, thanks. That was like pitch perfect. Oh, tough. Fantastic. Um, and also Deborah Jo Rupp, who we did speak about before, she unsuccessfully auditioned for the role of Juliana, uh, but she was later cast as Katie in the episodes The Diplomats Club, which we haven't done, and The Abstinence, which uh, we talked about her, uh, Deborah Jo Rupp. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Interesting. Cool. And a picture of Keith Hernandez can be seen in Jerry's apartment in this episode. And he'd later be in season three in The Boyfriend, episode 17. That's right. There you go. Interesting. Indeed. Uh, do you want to talk about some secondaries? Yeah, let's do it. Who are we talking about? Which medical practitioner shall we talk about first? Uh, well, let's talk about Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> not George, not so much. True. Or like, that he might. That's, that, that's his problem. <laughs> that, that's he might scene, love Raymond. Yeah. Did it shift? Sometimes it shifts. No, it didn't. there was no shift. It moved. Yeah. Uh, played by actor, writer, and producer Jeff Lester. Uh, he's acted in TV shows, including Walking Tall and Matlock, channeling my Abraham Simpson. Matlock. Uh, Matlock. The Matlock Expressway. Yeah, that's right. The Matlock Expressway. Uh, as well as being in films, including Star Trek Four and In the Cold of the Night, uh, his last acting role was actually in 1992 in Baywatch, but he's not dead. Um, he's, he's since written and produced several short films since the 2000s. Oh. So he's done more work behind the camera in the last couple of decades. Fair enough. There you go. Yeah, so Raymond, yeah, very uh, strapping young lad, handsome dude, and Elaine obviously is swooning for him when he walks out. And isn't it interesting how there's kind of that homoerotic kind of shot? If you look at George looking up at Raymond and there's that shot of Raymond's bum, you notice oh, that? Yeah. It's kind of like got that homoerotic kind of vibe yep. to it, you know? Yeah. It kind of adds to the whole George paranoia. Yeah. I like yep. that. 
it'd be it, it almost captures the vibe that George is fearful of. Yeah, as it's happening, you see like this handsome guy's like ass, yep. <laughs> you know, like in the shot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I don't know, it just had like a kind of homoerotic kind of vibe to it. No, no, I understand what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. Anyway, yeah, and he used to be a flight attendant, which adds to George's suspicions. Um. What do you think? Do you think he's gay? No. No. I think he's he's very um smiley and happy. I think yeah. he's just a very upbeat, positive, nice kind of person. I think so too. Really nice guy. I think he'd um, be everyone's mate. Yeah. I could yeah. just see him being not so much the life of the party in that this this guy has the biggest personality, but he's just well liked by anyone. No one has a, a bad word to say about him because he's just a nice, decent person personable human hmm. who is just lovely to everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When the scene cuts to George on the bed and Raymond, Raymond, he's like halfway through a sentence, he says something like, and that's how Juliana asked me to work for her. Yep. Now, he was a flight attendant previously. Do you think this was a career change? Or perhaps did he have perhaps qualifications in being a masseuse, but then he just worked as a flight attendant maybe for a career change or something fell through? I reckon and then maybe, was... Or maybe he met Juliana on the plane. Yeah. And that, maybe maybe Juliana a... was a passenger. Yeah, that's Maybe she a was heading to a conference because, you know, she's a physical therapist. Maybe she was on going on holiday with Billy and her husband, well, presumably husband or partner, and, uh, you know, maybe they met on the plane and... You know, maybe she said, I'm a physical therapist, and maybe, I guess, Raymond took a, took an interest in it. Yeah, that's a possibility. Maybe um, one of those things, like a long-haul flight, you yeah. know, when you, you see the, you know, you see the uh, flight attendants or the stewards, you know, for like 12 hours, 15 hours, whatever it is, and, uh, you know, you get to know them a bit if you want to talk to them. Yeah, no, I could see that being, a being uh, you know, how he got into uh, massage therapy or physical therapy. Yeah, okay. Um, just as you were talking then, I thought maybe he was studying. Uh, oh, physical therapy. Oh, he was, yeah. Okay. You know, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, to yeah, become yeah, a masseuse, yeah. you don't really need to go to uni. I think you can do it through, you know, TAFE or like a trade school or a technical school. Yeah. You know, like a lot of, uh, I've, I've known some people in my life who've become uh, masseuses and, you know, they've worked full-time or part-time and they've just gone to like night classes over maybe a year or two years. Um, that's not to say that they're not skilled people. No, it absolutely. It doesn't require a bachelor's degree or anything like that. No, whereas physical um, therapy requires more qualifications. Yeah, yeah so, okay. you, so he might so have been studying. Yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe okay. maybe he was just a flight attendant part time. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and studying yeah. full time or something like that. Probably or, just doing like domestic legs. Yeah, you know, like a couple hours here, yep. an hour there. Yeah, yeah could, that probably would have worked. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Um, cool. Or you know, either either that or your situation where he met um, Juliana on the plane, mm. and you know, he just got excited from her talking about her profession and he decided to pack it in and do what he needed to do to become a physical therapist um yeah i could almost just thinking about what a nice person he seems to be and what a genuinely nice person and how sincere he seems to be i could almost see him maybe doing i don't even know if it's a thing it, i mean it should be uh you know physical therapy for people who maybe couldn't afford it almost like charity oh yeah doing therapy. like pro bono kind of work yeah yeah um, okay. you know i could imagine people who you know sleep rough or who you know, can't afford the luxury of physical therapy or, or massage therapy, you know, would really enjoy that as like a, a luxury that they normally wouldn't have. Yeah, maybe he'd yeah, volunteer okay. his time. Oh, all right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, what the, was your, how did you come up with that? Just because of I his think, personality? I think because he's just such a nice... Uh, Caref- carefree, caring. very happy kind of guy. Yeah, care- carefree and also caring. Yeah, I think he just, I think he just cares about people, mm. and I think he'd be the sort of person to follow up with his clients. You know, back in the day, probably calling them, saying, "How are you feeling?" Mm. I just think he offers that extra personal touch when Do you it reckon, comes to service. He <laughs> tried calling George. Yeah, and George was like, "Korea." How did you do the hamstring? <laughs> I don't Korea. Know. Yeah. I, don't know. I love his Korea. nonsensical answers. Just Korea. What you 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 uh you heard it in Korea hotel. I don't know hotel. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the phone conversation. Oh, hey George, how was your uh, how was your massage? You feel your hamstrings feeling better? Yep. Um, Korea. Korea. <laughs> hotel. Korea. <Yeah. laughs> Am I speaking with George? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You don't know who you know what your name is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> is this your phone number, George? What? I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I could I could imagine George misinterpreting it yeah. as a phone call to flirt with him yeah, rather than just yeah, a professional phone call yeah, yeah, to follow up and make sure he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have you been doing your home exercises, George? Or, you know, he says something that could be interpreted as innuendo but is completely professional and George just loses it. Yeah, that's right. You know, like something, you know, mentioning the word hard or like, mm. you know, have you been going hard on your leg? Like, hard? What do you mean hard? What do you mean what? hard? Huh? What huh? do you mean? Yeah. Do you, do you like my massage? Yeah. What do you mean like? Yeah. What are you getting at? No. Is there something wrong with me? Exactly. And also, like, Obviously, I could imagine they didn't have bad blood between them because when he, Jerry and George enter the, the therapy session, Juliana is with Billy. Raymond sees George and Raymond just smiles and goes, oh, hey, George. Yeah. So, obviously, there hasn't been any bad blood or any 
you know, animosity or anything. So no. they're still on good terms, you know, in, in Raymond's case. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Raymond is completely oblivious to... I mean, he, he re- <laughs> obviously realises that George is acting a bit weird. Yeah, of course. But I don't think he understands why. Mm-hmm. I think he just thinks, oh, maybe it's just a nervous guy. He probably sees nervous people all oh, the time. all the time. Like, yeah. It's pretty hard to, like, drop your pants yeah. in front of strangers, even though they're that, medical professionals. Yeah, it's yeah. still a bit weird. I remember the first time I got a massage where I had to strip down to my underwear or at least at least my underwear maybe going full nude. And, uh, you know, I did it and it was fine. And once you sort of relax into it, you sort of forget about the fact that you're naked. Yeah. But the initial undressing is very intimidating. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of self-confidence. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. you know, so I'm yeah. sure he sees that all the time and he probably just chalked George's weird behavior up to just, <laughs> oh, he's just a nervous kind of guy. He's just a nervous guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. But I, I really like Raymond. I thought he was a good character. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't. His character isn't super memorable. Like he doesn't, mm. he doesn't really say many jokes, or he's not, you know, he doesn't have a weird quirk or something that. No, he's he definitely not in the top twenty. No, of no, no. Mine, but uh, yeah, but no, I just think, he, good, I just yeah. think he's a good person. You know, he's a rare, very solidly nice person in in the world of Seinfeld. I think the joke between or the dynamic between George and uh, Raymond, it's more on George. Yeah, I think Raymond's kind of like. It's kind of like the conduit to the joke, yeah. you know. Like Raymond isn't causing George to have these feelings. Like Raymond's just doing his job, but it's just George's neuroticism and paranoia. Yeah, the jo- the, that's the, the, that's the, the joke. The whole is George's joke. reaction. That's the to joke. Yeah, what Raymond is doing every day. That's right. So yeah. it's not Raymond doing anything dodgy, but no. it's just George being George. Yeah, that's George. the funny thing about yeah, it, and that's what elevates this episode. Yeah. 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 Just George being neurotic, homophobic, yeah. and insecure. That's right. Homophobic as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For exactly. Sure. He's a homophobe. Yeah. He certainly is. But not in a sort of in a um, hateful way yeah. he's just he just doesn't want to be gay he's yeah. just I think he's more confused than sort of spiteful he doesn't tell them to go to hell on Instagram no <laughs> and set up a GoFundMe page he doesn't lose his contract <laughs> when he's already a wealthy man exactly and, and have a Lamborghini in a seven million dollar property portfolio. I need three million dollars to fund oh, my legal case. What a cunt! Really? <laughs> anyway, that's that's a story for another day. Oh, what yeah. a fucking cunt! Our Australian and New Zealand listeners probably understand who we're talking about. Yep. We won't mention the name because he's had enough media coverage as it is. Yep. But just Google it. You'll for sure. see what we mean. Yeah, because he'll go viral without mention. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I really like Raymond. Yeah. Um, one thing I just wanted to add before we move on to the next character is I could see him because he's tall and good looking, and you know Elaine swoons. I could imagine him maybe being flirted with mm-hmm. uh, by a lot of his customers, men or women. Yeah, yeah, because, definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't know if you've had a massage, but, you know, it's very relaxing. It's very nice. And and sometimes it moves. Well, some, that, but yeah, also, yeah, yeah it's sort of, it, it can cross over into like a sexual kind of uh, vibe, mm. unintentionally, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, because you're, you're touching yourself in a sort of sensual, uh, personal kind of way. Or you're sort of getting touched in that way. So I could imagine that, you know, people might be turned on Mm -hmm. and they could, you know, start to sort of hint at certain things. But I reckon Raymond is so professional and so... So so he he wouldn't cross that line. It's not like the rub and tugs in uh, some countries. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) None of that kind of stuff. No, I think Raymond would be getting offers for rub and tugs from his clients. He probably would, man and woman. Yeah. Like, can I return the favour for giving me such a good massage and for being so hot and tall and nice. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I reckon he would just turn it all down because he's professional. He's very professional, yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond, see? Yep, we do. Julie. Stephen loves Raymond. Yeah. Maybe I'm a bit gay for Raymond. (laughs) Oh, everyone's gay for Raymond. Yeah. Uh, Juliana, she was played by Canadian-American actress and director Terry Hanauer. Uh, She's appeared in other TV shows including LA Law, Murder, She Wrote, and Seventh Heaven. So Juliana, yeah, she's obviously the consummate professional as well, you know, enjoy her job, enjoys the chit-chat, and uh, she's very defensive of her five-year-old boy, Billy. Obviously, you know, Jerry talks about a five-year-old being murdered, and I could imagine you have a... You're the father of a four-year-old boy, Stephen. I could imagine when you hear stories of four- and five-year-olds being abducted and killed and stuff, you probably feel it probably resonates with you a little bit i could imagine you know no. you can kind of emphasize a bit and you're like oh shit oh, i mean kid, I, a kid my age i i know. look it makes me think i hope that never happens to my kid yeah i mean i'm not but, a father so i can't understand no but, no but yeah I, I look at it pretty logically and go what are the what are the actual statistical chances of that happening yeah you know one in a you know very large number they're more than likely to be abducted by someone they know uh, yeah, and Rather not even abduction. They're yeah. probably more likely to, you know, have an accident or hurt themselves mm. playing on a playground. Then, so when I think about it logically, um, you know, and I, I hate helicopter parents. I hate people who overprotect their kids and wrap them in bubble wrap and mm. think that the world's out to get them. Yeah, because to me that sets them up to be paranoid, insecure adults. Absolutely, where they think that the world is out to get them and that, 
everything's fearful. I just, I just really, really dislike that. And that's a pretty common thing in modern parenting where mm-hmm. kids are just overprotected yep. and overcoddled and they just turn out to be spineless sooks. And then they, be, they set up their own media network and they get banned from YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And yeah. they talk about the frogs being gay. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, they become like those kind of people. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, you know, I try not to have a, a fearful view of the world um, and I wouldn't impose that on my kids. So I, I try and I, I understand what you mean, but I, I don't think I'd react like Juliana if, no. if some. I'd be a bit. I'd, I'd be more concerned about why you're bringing this up in this context. Like that's just a weird thing to say. I uh, yeah. I guess coming from more of an empathetic kind of level, I think maybe you know she's either a helicopter parent, really mm. paranoid, or maybe something happened to Billy. Yeah. Maybe when he was a bit younger, he fell, or he had a, he was in a serious accident, or I don't know. Maybe he got lost at the airport or something. I don't know. Maybe something like that triggered. You know her. Yep. I'm thinking more of the helicopter parent theory, but let's just say, for example, something serious happened, yep. or maybe she's divorced and her ex-husband took Billy. Okay. You know, or maybe there was like a situation like that. I don't mm. know. And then through police intervention, she was able to get Billy back. I don't know. Like, say something like that happened. I know it's very extreme. No, no. I can. I. You know that that makes a lot of people overcompensate. Yeah. But it still results in them being helicopter parents, which yeah. is which is doing a long term disservice. Yeah, yeah. To you and your child, so it's something regardless of why you're doing it, whether it's. <laughs> I was just trying to throw Juliana a bone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think she's she's not ill intentioned. She's no, a good no. mother. She looks out for a kid. Yeah, definitely. But helicopter parenting is is unequivocally and undeniably damaging to children. Yeah, she should have been so, a helicopter pilot instead of a physical therapist. Yeah, she should yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot better. So, you know, and, and if you're a parent, I'm sorry if that comes across as harsh, <laughs> but I've just done enough research and I've seen enough shitty behaviour from kids that is a direct result from parents telling them, you know, directly and indirectly that the world is out to get them mm. and that the world owes them everything. Yeah. It's just... It's just. It's just, not the case. It just really grinds my gears, yeah. as a lot of things do. You know what grinds um, my gears, Peter yeah, Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, regardless of what made Juliana a paranoid, kind of ridiculous parent, yeah. where just a random stranger bringing up a news story makes her, you know, block him off and mm. tell him to run because mm. she thinks that he's going to kidnap her. Yeah. It's it's inexcusable mm. as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I've just got a, a firm opinion about that because I'm a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've got a kid. Because you're a kid. Well, that too. You're a kid at heart. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yes. <laughs> uh, physically though, <laughs> not that. Um, yeah, I just I just have some. I'm usually pretty flexible and open minded about certain things, but yeah. there are some things where I'm quite staunch, and that's one of them. Fair enough. So I don't like how Juliana treats her child, and I don't like how she is as a. I just she's don't like just how very, she reacts yeah. to something that is yeah. ridiculous. She's very unreasonable too. Like yep. Jerry comes to try and say his piece yep. and try and clear up the whole situation. Yeah. But Juliana just doesn't like she gets to the point where she tells the receptionist if Mr. Seinfeld calls, yep. tell him there's no appointments. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and I mean he even tries to apologize on the phone. Exactly. I mean, surely what threat would he pose on the phone? Like if she was if she's genuinely concerned, okay, that's how she feels. Mm. But Jerry reasonably asks, "Look, can I just apologize to her? He's not threatening. He's not. He's not being yeah. aggressive on the phone. He's he in just the right wants, here. Yeah, he just wants yeah. to apologize to clear the air. Even if she doesn't want to see him again, I think he just wants to do the right thing to put it all to rest. Yeah, but she won't even come to the phone. Like, what? What threat is he over the phone? <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just yeah, paranoid ridiculousness. Very paranoid. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, but um, what was she saying? Her opening lines were something about. I think she has a salad for lunch." Yeah. And whatever she wants for dinner. Yeah, pretty so much. I think, I think, you know, working in healthcare or, or the medical world, she's probably health conscious. She is. And you she's know, probably she too busy to have, like, you know, make herself a sandwich. She probably buys her salads, yep. you know, every yeah, day. Yeah, the little, like, ready-to-eat salads or yeah, something. Yeah, it's or, probably one of those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she looks like she looks after herself. You know, mm. she's quite a sort of slim lady, so she you know, she might be naturally slim or she might go to the gym. Well, you'd hope your physical therapist isn't, like, 400 pounds, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you'd hope they'd be of, you know, reasonable stature. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that would make a difference. Uh, still. Yeah. As yeah. long as they've got, you know, those skills, it's all good. <laughs> skills to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, maybe she maybe she keeps herself in slim shape so she can run away with Billy, you know, if there's a perceived threat three kilometres oh, away. They can just jump in the helicopter yeah. and fly off. Yeah. they got a helipad on top of the clinic. <laughs> I'm the helicopter parent. Yeah. Do you have anything else about Juliana other no. than my rant about her bad parenting? Not really. I think that's about it. Yeah. She's yeah. not really in it for that long. No, nah, not really. Uh, yeah. Very too paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hasn't out. Who yeah, do you want to talk about next? Roy, who he's played by Ralph Brunow, and it's funny because he looks like a gangster kind of guy. It's like, yeah. uh, have I seen this guy in Goodfellas or something? I looked at his acting credits, but he's in nothing 
major like that. I thought he'd be in like The Sopranos. Oh, he's probably in The Sopranos or something. But no, I, I was trying to look at all these mafia films. Was he in this film or this? No, nothing. He'd be a perfect mafia guy. Yeah. He's got that kind of look, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he'd be like, hey, Johnny Two Times, what are you doing? Um, he's appeared in the Where's films. Where's the Gabagool? Where's the Gabagool? Where, where's my Guma? Which Guma do I have to know? Um, he's appeared in the films Scrooge and the TV shows Remington Steel and Quantum Leap. Uh, hasn't had an acting credit since 1993. Oh. Uh, his last appearance was in an episode of another NBC sitcom, Mad About You. Yeah, so Roy, he's a very suave-looking dentist. Um, I think... Well, we haven't talked about Pam, but I won't go into too much detail about Pam, but I think th- that's Roy's dental clinic, and I think Pam's his wife. Oh, because okay. the way that Roy goes to Pam, he puts his hand on her back, and Pam's really upset with the whole thing, the six-month probation, you know, how he gets into trouble with the insurance companies. I think Pam really takes it to heart. Mm. I think they're married. Oh. Something tells me, like, you know, husband is the dentist and the wife's the receptionist. Okay. I don't know. It's just a thing that I have. Yeah. No, or, their, their relationship seems a bit more personal than professional. Yeah. And she gets it. She takes it really personally as yeah. well, you know. So yep. I think, it, you know, it affects the family and stuff as well, you know. Him True. being on probation and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's one of those people who he doesn't do he, – he's just so carefree. Mm. But I don't think he just does notes willy-nilly. You know? Yeah, I think he'd only do it to people he thinks he can trust. He can trust, or he likes. Maybe he likes Sherry Sandup. Yeah. He goes, oh, I like your comedy. You're a good guy. Yep. You know, yeah, I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the I fact think that there were three notes, four notes from two doctors, yeah. that's a bit sus. Yeah, a bit. I can see how it raises red flags. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a red no, flag. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, I mean, medical fraud is pretty big in the US, insurance mm, fraud. It sure is. Um, so, I mean, it's big everywhere, but it seems to be. And funnily enough, it's one of the main modern mafia rackets. Mm. You know, since, like, uh, I think health insurance changes in America in the 90s and the early 2000s. It's quite yeah. a common thing that um, mafia families make money from. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Maybe Roy's involved. <laughs> maybe Roy maybe is they involved. got their inspiration from this guy. They're like, hey, this guy looks like he could be one of us. Let's fucking rip off those, you know, those insurance months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, he looks like I said. He does have that kind of mafioso kind yeah, of look about him. I don't he know. Does. He could, he could be like uh, someone's right hand man. Yeah. In like the good good fellas. The consigliere. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I could see it. Definitely. Definitely uh, has that look about him. Obviously a massive sports fan. Loves boxing, loves yeah. Evander Holyfield. Maybe that's yeah. how he connected with Jerry, because Jerry's a massive Mets fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe they I don't know, maybe they met at a Mets game. Oh maybe or like, yeah. you know, maybe maybe Jerry just came in as a, a random customer and they got talking about the Mets. And, and they, then he they really got along. Yeah. And then Jerry referred Kramer because Kramer says at the end I went to see Roy. Yeah. I went to Roy's. Yep. So there you go. Yep. yep. So he got he's he's got referrals and yeah, he's a sports fan or a boxing fan. Massive. Massive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, more than, you know, a bigger fan than most because, mm. I mean, his, his whole office is just filled with paraphernalia. Like, you know, there's all sorts of merchandise, like Yankees merchandise and, and gloves and photos and all sorts of things all over the place. Yeah. Um, I paused it, as I do, to look at the details in the background. All of his sports memorabilia is either baseball, Yankees, mm-hmm. or boxing. Yeah. So, I think he's just super passionate about those two sports. Absolutely. And he probably doesn't really care about any others. And he found a common ground with Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sense. how they connected. Yeah. And possibly. I, yeah. And I think, like I said, I think their love for sports as well as probably he might like his stand-up as well. He's yeah. seen it on TV. He probably that he probably just gives notes to people who uh, you know who thinks he deserves them. I don't, sure. But like I said, I don't think he just gives them out all the time. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he's the sort of uh, dentist. You know, maybe he treats a few baseball stars. Oh yeah. You know, maybe there are a couple of them. Or he's um you know I imagine baseball has a lot of like tooth injuries. Yeah, but you know a ball yeah. to the face and oh, knock your teeth 100%, out. Hundred percent football, so, you know. bo- boxing, definitely. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but doesn't he say that it wasn't his his patient's cousin or was friends with the Vander Holyfield? Oh yeah. Well, something like that. It was yeah. like a I, twice connected kind of person. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That rings a bell. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't mind Roy. I mean, he's not in it for for much. But, and he's um, just so chill, man. Yeah. Like, Pam is the one who's so stressed about the whole thing. But even Roy's like, oh yeah, you know, these things happen. Maybe. Do you think Roy is maybe been you know not not obviously hasn't lost his license or had any severe mm. repercussions? But do you think maybe something like this has happened before? Because I feel like if it was the first time, if you're being investigated for insurance fraud, even if you're a chilled out sort of person, you'd be a bit anxious. Maybe because like, yeah. if you lose your license, that's your whole livelihood. Like or, that's a hmm. huge deal. Or maybe because he's just so chill. Yeah. But he only got a six month probation. Yeah. So he was off for six months. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he was able to coerce the dental board to kind of keep him on. Or yeah. you know maybe, maybe he, he's got a good lawyer. Maybe he's got a good lawyer. Oh, I mean, another mafia connected lawyer. Yeah. Maybe. True. Just give him six months, and you yeah. can still break. Yeah. Yeah. Off the books. Cash only. Cash only. (laughs) I see it as a personal favor to me and the family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe one day, you know, you do a favor for us. It's, you know. Yeah. Do you think, I guess if we went through that route, do you Mm. think 
assuming that he is in the mafia. I don't think Maybe, Roy's in the mafia. No, he's in the mafia. Okay, I'm being stereotypical. <laughs> but he just looks like a mafioso, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, no, no. Awesome. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, he's a fan of boxing because that's his racket. Maybe he fixes boxing matches. Oh, maybe. Because, <laughs> again, the mafia were heavily involved in <laughs> Las sure Vegas and, and, you know, sports with a lot of money yeah. being thrown around. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Roy's in the mafia. That's that's the takeaway from this. Roy's yeah. in the mafia. Yeah, well, I, probably not. Yeah. But, no, I, I liked Roy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I, his, his character. I wish there was a bit more of him, but yeah, uh, yeah I just love how so chill. Do you think he knows he um, Tim? Oh, what? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah they're, they're probably, they're probably, probably a common connection. Yeah, common connection. Probably the same den. Well, I'm sure they're part of like the dental board or yeah. you know the what do they call them? The registrar of practitioners yeah. or whatever they call them. Yeah, through through Jerry, maybe yeah. they've been introduced. Ah, I don't know. I'm sure they met. Yeah, sure they maybe maybe other. they're each other's dentists. Oh, maybe yeah. You know, Roy goes to Tim, and Tim goes to Roy. Well, even a dentist needs a dentist. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, it works. You can't uh, work on your own teeth. <laughs> no, that'd be a bit weird. <laughs> a bit weird indeed. Anything else about Roy? No, but I've just got a few notes on Joe DiMaggio. Uh, he's known as Jolton Joe DiMaggio or the Yankee Clipper. Uh, he was an American baseball center fielder. Don't know what that is. Um, who you played... don't know what a center fielder? No. I played softball as a kid, and it's basically the same position. Oh, so all right. So what got... happens? Well, you've got the three. You've got your four bases you mm. diamond yeah and then a left fielder so if you're the batter your left fielder is who's to your left center fielder is directly like out from you looking out yeah um so you've got three outfielders so mm-hmm. you've got one on the left one in the middle and one on the right yeah cool um, and your center fielder is one in the middle oh nice so they're directly opposite the the batter mm-hmm. um as they're facing out to the pitch in the crowd oh cool yeah excellent so, or the diamond in the crowd and he's considered one of the greatest of all time yeah um, and he was he married he a fucking song about him yeah exactly do you have a song about you um, no not that loser. I know of. not you <laughs> oh, you the listener oh hey I'm sure they do no they <laughs> don't um, he was married twice most famously to his second wife who was Marilyn Monroe mm. uh, he was born in 1914 passed away in 1999 yeah, yeah. I like um is it uh, George, who was like, he was married to Marilyn Monroe. He's not going to Dinky Donuts. He's not like, going to Dinky Donuts. And it's, I, I don't know, I, I think I read somewhere that Dinky Donuts is fictional, but it's a rip-off of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And, and Dunkin' Donuts is seen as like, a, not a low socioeconomic place, but it's just more, it's like in Australia and New Zealand, it's like Donut King. Yeah. It's like, if you want high-end donuts, go to like a fancy donut, donut shop. Donut time or something. Yeah, or um, or Daniel's Donuts. Yeah. But, you know, you don't need Did to go... Did you just make up a donut no, place? No, that's a for real oh, place. Okay. Daniel's you Donuts. You're just like the name that begins with D. You're like, Donnie's Donut... Donnie's... Don't, don't do what Donnie Donut does. <laughs> does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, it's real. Um, They actually have really good vegan donuts too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Most really donuts nice. are vegan by, um, oh. by design. Okay, yeah. cool. Or sort of just unintentionally. I don't Even know what I was trying to say. Jam and cream donuts? What about those? No, they but, they're, but most donuts aren't jam and cream, <laughs> no, so they're, they're fine. Not. They're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, but they where, literally where, have nice vegan donuts. It's a it franchise. In, is it in Melbourne? Yeah, there's like five of them. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Where's yeah. Daniel been all my life? I oh, love donuts. I know. Daniel. <laughs> a good Daniel. Daniel. Yes. Um. So, yeah, Joe DiMaggio, um, yeah, obviously he's a dunker. Yep. Dunks his donuts in the coffee. Yep. And, I like uh, how Elaine yeah. just goes at the end, like, why didn't you just call out his name? And Kramer just has this blank look of like, yeah, you're right. I love how I love how they make Joe DiMaggio out to be like a wild animal. Yeah. It's like, you know how you see like a wild animal in the distance and you think, oh, oh it's there. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. You know, watch it, watch it, watch it. Yeah. It's like that. Like they're bird it. watching. Yeah. Shh, 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 shh. The DiMaggio magpies here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't scare him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really interesting. It's. I think it's the only time that he's... Oh, he might have been referenced in another episode. But, I'm sure he has been. I'm sure he has been, yeah. But yeah, famous New York Yankee. And uh, that's a precursor to George working at the Yankees down the track. That's right. So yeah, a nice little uh, precursor. Nice. Uh, well, that's it for the secondary characters for this week's episode, The Note. Mm. Uh, we'll take a short break. And then uh, after that, we'll finish up the episode with our top 10 uh, characters, uh, episodes, and a few other bits and pieces. Yeah, and where the note sits in our episodes of all time. I just saw Joe DiMaggio and Dinky Donuts. <laughs> you know, I, I looked in there, and there he was having coffee and a donut. Joe DiMaggio and Dinky Donuts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio. No, I'm sorry. If Joe DiMaggio wants a donut, he goes to a fancy no. restaurant or a hotel. He's not sitting in Dinky Donuts. Well, maybe he likes Dinky Donuts. <laughs> all right. Do any of the secondary characters appear in your top 20? Unfortunately, no, but I do like to make a reference to Raymond and Roy. I did enjoy those characters. Yeah, they're both enjoyable, but yep. uh, I just don't think they had enough, like, flair. Mm. Kind of like, uh, um, who were we talking about last week or the week before? There was a secondary character we were talking about where it's like, he's a good character. Oh, um, the the carpenter, what was his name from last week? From the Oh, uh, Con. Yeah, it's yeah, like, he's Conrad. a... He's, I like his. I like the concept of his character, but the way he was acted was just a bit boring. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Raymond and Roy, where, like... 
I like I like who they are, mm. but their portrayals are just very kind of. There's just no like edge or yeah. sort of weirdness to them. I did mention last week about Conrad. I said that Conrad could have been written a bit better. Yep. I think Raymond and Roy were just right. I think Raymond and Roy. I'm 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 kind of disagreeing with you here. I think mm. Raymond and Roy were written just right, but I think that they were conduits for Jerry and George's subplots. Yep. I think they kind of worked in with the subplot. Whereas, like I said last week with Conrad, they could have easily like made him a bit more charismatic. Yep. I think with I think it was just fine. Okay. I mean, like, just me. I think Raymond and Roy were just written yeah. fine. Yeah. No, fair that's, enough. That's my take. Each to their own. Yeah. Uh, saying that, none of the secondary characters appear in my top 20, but I agree with you in that um, Roy and Raymond do get honourable mentions. Indeed. So, uh, where does the episode sit in your episodes we've reviewed so far? Out of 88, number 26. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's pretty high. Really good episode. Really enjoyed it. It's wedged in between the library at number 25 and the frogger at number 27. Cool. So, there you go. My top 10 uh, episodes so far that we've reviewed. Uh, number 10, The Hamptons, followed by The Bizarro Jerry, The Soup Nazi, The Puffy Shirt, The Facility Jerry, The Opposite, The Outing, The Mango, The Marine Biologist, which was our 100th episode, and The Contest. Nice. You? Uh, this comes in at number 44. Cool. So, bang on halfway. Yeah, bang on halfway. Yeah, yeah. no, good episode. Uh, some parts I didn't care about, but yeah. yeah, most of it's really good. George is obviously the star of the episode. Oh, His storyline is by yeah. far away the best. It was just so enjoyable, the whole yeah. thing. I loved it. Yep. So great. Um, and again, it's and it's nice to have an episode where Jerry kind of takes a backseat yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's an important part of the episode, mm. but uh, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have primacy when it comes to storyline or, or character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was almost a secondary character in this episode, really. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a secondary character. Well, he is. So he too is. Bad. Too bad, too sad. That's right. Yeah. Um. Just before we do wrap this up, we just want to say thanks to uh, many of our listeners who did get in touch with us about uh, our Andrea Doria episode. Um, we were wondering what Smuckers was. It turns out, Steve, and it's a jelly it's a jam oh. in the US and Canada. We had several tweets with pictures of Smuckers. Because oh, uh, we okay. were like, Smuckers, I'm sure it's a food of some sort. I've yep. heard of it before. Definitely heard of it. Yeah, we definitely heard of Smuckers. But yes, that's what it is. It is a brand of, well, we call it jam in Australia and the UK, but uh, jelly yep. in uh, North America. So thanks what very much, so listeners. Jam, there, jam is jelly and jelly is jello. I, oh, Yeah, so right. we, call, we call jam... Oh, wait, what? We call... What Americans call jelly, we call jam. Oh, yeah, yeah that's and what, what I Americans mean, yes. call jello, we call jelly. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yep. yes, yes. But I mean, like in the American context, yeah. they're jelly. Yep. But it's Smuckers. There okay. You there, there you go. go. In the US and Canada. So thank- thanks very much, everyone, for uh, getting in touch with us. Yeah, thank that. you for tweeting those pictures. You're a yeah. mad bunch of mother Smuckers. <laughs> Smuck, yeah. <laughs> we love you very smuckin' much. Indeed. And that was another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Uh, whether this was your first episode, you know, your mate probably told you about this and said, give it a go, and they enjoyed it. Or if you've been with us, since episode one thank you so much for being with us and uh, yeah we really love all the messages and all the support that we receive every week and uh, we love doing this podcast for you indeed uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can email bidwabasspodcast at gmail.com you can check us out on social media just type in B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C on Twitter Instagram Facebook and Reddit you can uh, check out our website which is currently down but uh, we'll be back up at some point <laughs> at some point yeah I think we should stop mentioning it yeah, until it's true. actually it's kind of redundant isn't it, it is it yeah. a little bit yeah. oh well anyway all good yep uh, and finally you can check us out on Patreon so if you want to head there you can check out what you can get for one, two, five, and I think 10 or 20 dollars per month 30 30 dollars per month exactly there you go. yeah there's plenty there my name's Ivan and I'm Stephen next week we are heading to season 6 and we're talking about The Couch an nice. episode with Poppy in it can't wait yeah it's very good I'm going to piss on some st- seats this week just to prepare for the episode just to get into the mind of Poppy, yeah, I'm so gonna piss myself on some couches. Nice. Actually, I've got some shitty old couches in my backyard. Perfect. By the week week's end, they're going to be full of piss. And just don't wash your hands. Nope. Yep. Nope. Just be like, I'm gonna make you something very special tonight. Very I'm gonna, special. I'm gonna wipe my shitty ass with my hands. Excellent. And piss all over the couches in my backyard. That'd be the most disgusting sack of pissy shit for next week. <laughs> better. Then, you, see you later. Better you than me. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>